0: It's time for JT the Brick. JT, the man to miss the legend. It's amazing some of the dummies that follow me. I don't
1: know. No one knows. Whenever we crack a microphone, we're one of 32 NFL teams with the flagship station. I expect everyone to talk about the Raiders every day when I have a Raiders topic. There's not a game on this schedule against anybody. If Jimmy G's ready to go with this offense, where you can't say to yourself, you know something? We can win this game. We can win this game. People are going to go and buy tickets to come into our building because it's the best time in all of football. Now I got your attention. JT the Brick. 13! the bye week? That is bleeping real right now. Everybody gets the full playbook. You run the playbook faster. The plays get in and out of the huddle quicker. And you run the plays like you ran in Henderson. And you run them to perfection in the game. Do we all agree? Fair
0: enough? Woo! And now... Because you're a pain in the ass. Here's JT the Brick. Oh, JT is... Let me tell you something. JT is in for one heck of a weekend. I thought I was gonna be there. I unfortunately cannot be there. I am Doug Douglas filling in for JT today, at least the first hour, because JT is in route to power trip in Coachella. Tonight he will be rocking out to Iron Maiden, Guns and Roses. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's the one that really hurts me not to be there. Judas Priest, ACDC. And then Sunday, Tool and Metallica. So, uh, wow, did JT catch a lucky break with the Raiders playing on Monday night? Just Yeah, the only reason he could go. But uh, then he said, hey, Harry can't fill in. Doug, can you fill in? And I was like, well, no, I'm going to be a power. No, I'm not going to be a- Okay. So, anyway, there you go. I will say this. I said only an hour because in hour number two, JT will be on the airways as you'll hear his weekly interview with Coach McDaniels. Some of the Raiders roundtable with Lincoln Kennedy. And I did listen to that earlier in the week. Great interview with Charles Woodson, of course. Boy, what a week for him, right? Raiders and Packers. I mean, he's he's got it all. He's got it all this Monday night. So that is what is coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. In the noon hour, in just a few minutes, we'll have Sam Gordon from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Of course, Uh, something very near and dear to uh, Mark Davis, And many people here in Vegas, including myself. I am now, I did not think I would be a WNBA fan, but I've been watching them since year one when they came here. And I become hooked. You know why? Because effort. I have never not seen great effort when I go to an Aces game. I will be at the Aces game Sunday noon at the Michelob Ultra Arena, which is tough. We'll talk about that some with Sam Gordon because the times that they're putting these WNBA playoff games I know why they're doing it. It's called Money People. It's called ESPN's telling them, uh, put it on here because we don't have NFL games. But boy, they are counter programming against the NFL. And I must admit, I'm not the best idea to grow a sport. So we'll talk with Sam Gordon about that. Bottom of the hour, we will talk with Vic Tafer, of course, covers the Raiders for the athletic. And then you know what? We're going to get a surprise in studio guest in the final segment okay, it's not that big of a surprise. It's Q. He'll be coming in right before he leaves for Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> I was getting Bobby nervous when he heard surprise guest. He didn't know who it was going to be. So that's what we've got going on here on the JT The Brick Show on a beautiful Friday. And I am not even lying about that. It is nice. Weather is great. Monday's tailgate weather. Thought it'd be a little bit cooler. It will be, you know, it'll be a little bit warm there on some of the black top. But now let's get into uh, a few minutes here before we talk with Sam Gordon. Let's get into one and three. And I always have to explain this because I do not fill in for JT that often. So you probably don't know who on earth Doug Douglas is, but I am a Raiders fan. Sat in section 103 up in Oakland, which is behind the black hole, not in the black hole, but right behind the black hole for many, many, many years. And, you know, I listen to JT. I listen to Morning Tailgate. I listen to Q. And... One and three. I must admit, at the beginning of the season, I was saying, "Okay, just be two and two coming into this game," and I figured they'd probably drop the game in Buffalo, yeah. Denver. Hey, they won one and zero. I don't care how you win, they win. Then, uh, then, then we get a little dicey. I was at the at the game. Raiders Steelers disagreed with many things that happened in that game, and I must admit, as a Raiders fan, the thing that made me the saddest. And I understand it's Vegas. I get it. My cousin and I, and Steph McKenzie, amazingly enough, and his friend, we would go to away games for years and years. And, you know, you'd pick your cities. New Orleans, guess what? When they play the Raiders played in New Orleans, we're going to New Orleans for an away game. Well, why not? Nashville, we're going there. You know, you kind of pick the city. So I understand if you're a Steelers fan, I'm sure Monday, if you're a Packers fan, if you're fill-in-the-blank NFL and you see, oh, wow, we're playing the Raiders? Oh, we gotta go to Vegas, baby. We're going to Vegas. Having said that, that Sunday night when I was at the game, it hurt me to see, to be outnumbered. I was out. I know where I was. I was way outnumbered by Steeler fans. And it hurt. It hurt. The terrible towels were flying. Because originally I thought, well, you know, black and gold, black and silver, it won't show up. But of course, you know, the Steelers fans brought their terrible towels as they should. Hey, no problem there. They had a lot to cheer about. (sighs) Still that fourth down call, I do not understand. I will never understand that. It does not matter. Fourth and four, down by eight. I do not understand with that time remaining, even on that other side of the two-minute warning, why you would kick a field goal. Having said that, the Raiders are now one and three, and you look at the schedule. And, of course, if you're the Washington Commanders, you're looking at the schedule, and you're going, oh, Thursday night game against the Bears? If you're Washington Commanders... Fan, you're probably going, huh, okay, we got that. Then we got some extra time. Then we got to rest. And when we get that win. And, of course, last night, stunning. I was actually at a charity event. So I did not watch that game. But I, of course, was following. Yeah, Bobby says good for me. I think that was good. First of all, I think, can we all agree that, uh, unfortunately, Al Michaels and the Prime Network, not the, oh, boy, not the, uh, and I love Al Michaels, but, boy, it might be time for, uh, he needs an upbeat uh, color guy. And you know, he doesn't put need JT. to, yeah, JT, you bet your butt, put JT in there. But I will say it was something because you look at schedules and you go, okay, that's a possible win. This is a close one. When I originally looked at the Raiders schedule, I thought, okay, the Packers, this is going to be a close one. And I will reiterate what I heard JT say many times this week. This is a winnable game. Does it mean they're going to win? No, you don't know if if I knew, I wouldn't be on the radio right now. I'd be in Coachella with great seats at Power Trip this evening. I don't know. So I'm not there. I'm here. But I will say this. Don't turn the ball over. There you go. If the Raiders don't turn the ball over, or at least if they do, but they cause more turnovers so they're plus in that statistic, then guess what? I think they will win. But, and I don't blame O'Connell, you know, there's a lot. That was his first start ever. I actually thought the Raiders showed a lot of heart in that uh, Chargers game. They didn't win, and there is no such thing as a moral victory. But if they win the turnover battle, I think they will. The Raiders will win the game. Then they're 2-3, and going into a Patriots team that they beat here crazy last year. But they still won. And, you know, now maybe we can have a better week of being a fan. Because I understand. I'm a fan. I was mad. After that, Steelers, I was mad. Chargers, you know, like I said, it was a rookie quarterback. There were some good things out of that. Still not happy. But, you know, it is what it is. The reason I bring that up, and we'll have Sam Gordon here in about a minute or two, is I was talking to an Eagles fan. Greg Salerno is sometimes in here. He's an Eagles fan. Eagles, of course, undefeated on the year. Oh my gosh, you should hear this guy cry. Oh, but they're not winning good. And they're not winning good. I give me three not winning good more wins for the Raiders. What do I care if they're not winning good? It it floors me that sports fans and I understand expectations, the Eagles, their expectations are to get at least to the NFC Championship. But my gosh, you're four and oh. Not winning good. Who cares? You're 4-0. and Give me, I would love to right now be on the radio. Well, the Raiders are 3-1. and I don't know that Denver win, eh? I'm not sure that was a good win. Well, it was a road win, but they won. Oh, I don't know. They won. I, who cares? They're, they'd be 3-1. I'd be happy. So, I don't know about that. We'll dive more into the Raiders with Vic Tafer coming up here at the bottom of the hour from the Athletic. But right now, let's go to Sam Gordon from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Sam, first of all, thank you very much for joining me today. Appreciate your time.
2: Hey, my pleasure. Happy Friday.
0: How are you doing? Ah, doing great because of what you said. Happy Friday. And I must admit, I said before you came on here, I was never a WNBA fan, but I started going years ago when they first got here to Las Vegas, and I fell in love with the WNBA for one primary reason, effort. I have never seen the Aces not give effort. Whether it was under Lambeer or now under Hammond, I have never seen them not go out there and busted on the court. And to me, that is what I want to see when I go to a sporting event. So I am a converted WNBA fan. I've been to many games this year, and I will be there Sunday at noon as they open up against the New York Liberty. And I guess my first question to you, Sam, is this is kind of what we all expected, isn't it? These two teams meeting in the finals?
2: Yeah, no question about it. I mean, when you take a look at the rosters that both teams have, multiple uh, all-stars, all WNBA, MVP-type, you know, future Hall of Fame-caliber-type players. I mean, that's kind of going into the season, seeing that the, the rosters both teams have assembled, and the aces really haven't even been the team that I think a lot of – that they were expected to be coming in. They haven't had Candace Parker or Aquana Williams, two key pieces that would obviously, you know, in theory, propel them to even higher heights than they've already reached, so – You you talk about the defending WNBA champion aces. You have the Liberty with Brianna Stewart, John Quell Jones, Courtney Vandersloot, whom they added to a a talented core that already included Benajelaini and Sabrina Ionescu. And it was, I mean, very little doubt that these two teams were going to meet uh, in the finals. I think they're both, even because of the star power they have, were even built to equip or equipped to to sustain some of the injuries that the aces have dealt with and, and still be here, and lo and behold, uh, they both submitted two of the best seasons, uh, certainly in recent memory. I think with the Aces in particular, uh, if, if they if they clinch for the championship, it will go down as one of the greatest se- uh, single seasons ever. Uh, and that's what was going to be determined here in the next couple weeks or so. So no surprise whatsoever. Uh, tons of Hall of Famers, All-Stars, all WNBA players uh, on display and a and great matchup uh, for the league that I think it can help continue to ev- uh, help the league thrust its, its popularity more and more into the mainstream, given the star power that these two teams have, the bi-coastal nature of the series, uh, and just how great uh, the, the basketball is going to be throughout the course of the series.
0: There really will be a fun series to watch, and I think the WNBA, you know, I did not expect it. I thought Dallas would get one game off of the Aces, but the sweep, as soon as I saw the MVP voting, and I know Asia said, Asia Wilson <laughs> said it did not motivate her, but come on, we all know, and she said the right things, but you all know deep in your heart when you finish third. Third she finished, of course. That's gotta, then all of a sudden I thought, ooh, this could be a sweep. I still think there's extra motivation, especially because she'll be going up against the person who finished first, of course, with the Liberty. So, do you think that there's extra motivation from Asia, even though she says that there really isn't?
2: I think Asia's
0: chasing something
2: more mythical. I mean, I think she's chasing all-time, all-time greatness, legacy at this point, and even though she doesn't have uh, her third MVP and I didn't have a vote this year else I would have voted for, I thought, um, it was pretty clear given how historically great the aces were and how historically great she was. One of the top five player efficiency ratings in WNBA history, career, career highs across the board and the anchor, uh, for the league's best offense and defense in the team that generated a historically great um deficit point deficit throughout the course of the season. That being said, there's still one MVP award up for grabs. So I think she sees that. Uh, the Aces see the opportunity that they have to, to repeat. And this is the preeminent rivalry if you're talking about individuals, Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart, uh, not just in the WNBA, but I think one of the preeminent rivalries in all of sports and hopefully sports fans uh beyond just WNBA fans I uh, can learn a bit a little bit more about that throughout the course of the series. I think, you know, regardless of who won the MVP, those are the two best players. They have been for for three or four years now, both with two MVPs apiece. Brianna Stewart with two championships, Asia Wilson, of course, with one, and the the level she's reached in her game uh, just this season, specifically when Candace Parker got hurt, she's been pretty much twenty six and ten on nearly sixty percent shooting ever since. Unprecedented production uh, in the WNBA for that long. Of a, of a stretch and yeah I think she's primed to make a statement the Aces obviously want to make a statement and uh if, if she needs extra any extra motivation and I don't think she does to your point not winning an MVP that I think she pretty clearly deserved not that Brianna Stewart didn't deserve it but that I think she deserved a little more than Brianna Stewart I mean that that has to just be the cherry on top of the the motivation Sunday that she carries around with her in every single game she plays in.
0: Yeah, speaking with Sam Gordon of the Las Vegas Review Journal, I'm glad you brought up that point of growing the game. I understand why it is what it is, but I do not like it. I do not like that they're counterprogramming A, against the NFL. So game one is Sunday, right in the middle of, you know, the late games finishing up, the early games starting. And then what I used to love about hockey was, it was, they, they've kind of changed a little bit. Boy, once those playoffs started, it was every other day. Every other day, you got into a rhythm, got into a rhythm. This, it's Sunday, no travel. Wednesday, you know, it it just seems like these gaps and the counter-programming against, I know Wednesday night's not against the NFL, but putting some of your marquee games on Sunday against the NFL, I just don't like that when you're trying to grow a sport.
2: I don't I don't like it either, and certainly not during the day.
0: Oh, we've lost Sam. Are you there, Sam? Look at that. That's ESPN National saying, We'll program any way you want. Of course you can listen to Game One with T C Martin on the call on ESPN starting with pregame at eleven thirty on ESPN radio, eleven hundred. But just so you know, Wednesday's game right over here on Raider Nation Radio. But I will say that the problem with the playoffs when it's spaced out like that is I think you lose the juice. You lose the buzz. I understand New York had to go to an extra game. I don't think they're going to change the time of the game one anyway. So they, the Connecticut Sun, they had to play an extra game traveling across country. Okay, I'll give you game one. I just don't understand going right in the middle of an NFL Sunday finishing up. And it's because it's on ESPN. ESPN's telecasting it. They don't have Sunday football. So it looks like we've lost Sam Gordon. Oh, wait, he might be coming back. Bobby's giving me the sign. But I will say this. Game one is sold out. Game two, I think, is pretty much close to sold out. Ah, gotcha. Okay, well, right now we've lost Sam. But uh, thanks for him for coming on. It is amazing that the fans have shown up. I always thought there was talk of them perhaps moving to the Dollar Loan Center from Mandalay Bay. And the best move the Aces and Mark Davis and all them decided was not to do that. Even though I must admit I live very close to the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. So being able to walk there would be nice. Because A, they get star power there. They're on the strip. The people sitting in the front row. And you know what? It's going to be sold out. And those games that they played in T-Mobile, the fan appreciation game, 17,000. It was great. We'll bring back on Sam Gordon. Sorry we lost you, Sam. You were talking about – we were talking about the spacing of the games and counter-programming against the NFL. Yeah,
2: just not great timing, I think, especially for a series of this, of this magnitude. And I think one of the missteps – you know, just another one of the missteps that the league has had this year. There was another, I think, client showcase game between these two teams – uh, in jo- in August, with the Commissioner's Cup, uh, a showcase event designed by the league to to, to build intrigue and excitement, and excitement, and the game was on Amazon Prime. No disrespect to Amazon Prime, but certainly not the visibility that an ESPN or an ABC would have had in the same spot in that time. That was in early August. So, for as much improvement uh, that the league has made in marketing and and having um, great star players like the ones we're going to see in the finals uh, to market and to get behind, uh, there's still another level that that it can go to. So, hopefully. Uh, the, the, the the slate of NFL games doesn't hurt too much. I mean, obviously, again, not no good direct competing against the NFL, nothing that's a losing battle for anybody. Uh, but hopefully the, the, the games throughout the course of the series that don't, don't go up against the NFL continue to grow the game and give casual sports fans at large a, 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 an opportunity to see um, how high of a level the play is that they're going to be seeing in the finals.
0: Let me give you, I'm going to give you two questions at once or just fill in the statement. The Aces will win the championship series if happens. The Liberty will win the championship series if happens. If there's just one key point that you think, oh my gosh, this or this happens, that team's going to win. What do you think it is for each team?
2: Well, I think with the Aces, it comes down to controlling the glass. And they're going to be given up size in this series. It's one of the uh, one of the issues that they've had without with, with the loss of Candace Parker, having to mitigate that. They're just not as big as the Liberty. The Liberty in, in the matchups that they've won have dominated the glass, have used their size, have used their depth uh in the front court to, to win to win on the boards and to slow down um, what the aces want to do in transition. You can't start your transition attack, you can't get out and run, you can't get your offense set unless you get a stop. And and getting a stop involves a defensive rebound and the Liberty were really, really good punishing the Aces on the offensive glass. So they're gonna be the smaller team again in this series. Uh so can their guards rebound. Can their guards pick up the slack and, and be physical uh, on the perimeter so Aza Wilson and Kia Stokes can do what they have to do and battle against Jean-Claude Jones, Brianna Stewart, uh, and the other great rebounders that the Liberty have? I think the Liberty are going to win the series. Uh, if, they're, if, they can, if they can slow down Chelsea Gray, uh, who is the, as much as Aza Wilson is the, the anchor of the aces on both ends of the floor, and she undoubtedly is, Chelsea Gray is the head of the snake late in games with her pick, with her ability in the pick and roll, with her shot making. We saw that on full display last season uh, in the finals and roots to her winning finals MVP and one of the greatest postseason runs ever. If you take a look at the shooting splits, they know what she brings to the table. You're going to have to slow her down and, and and gum up the Aces' half-court offense uh, and, and prevent their guards from getting into the paint. Uh, if, if, if they, again, are the bigger team, they they should have the rebounding edge just kind of naturally. It's on the Aces. Uh, to mitigate that, and, and, and if the Liberty can, can slow down uh, Chelsea Gray and, and force some of the playmaking onto the other Aces' guards, I think they're going to like their chances, but the Aces, uh, the, the duo of Gray and Wilson is just so good and so dominant, it's been the best duo uh, in the league the last couple of seasons, I expect it to be, uh, I expect them to rise to the occasion again, it's easier easier said than done, That the, the Liberty do have a number of perimeter defenders and a, a, a myriad of looks they can throw. Uh, at the Aces, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of coverage they have, how far they want to pick up ball handlers, uh, and what they do to kind of slow down that that two-man game late, late in 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 the game, late in fourth quarter So uh, it's going to be a spectacular series. Again, best players, best teams. I think the Aces uh, don't discount Becky Hammond in this series. She hasn't had to yet, and I apologize for the noise here, um, but she hasn't had to yet. But let's not forget, last year in the playoffs, she was able to win a couple games on the strength of her pen. Uh, with adjustments and, and situational stuff, drawing up plays and executing late in close games. Uh, we haven't seen the best of her yet in, in the postseason. I think if there's a, a swing game, if, if, if you feel like these teams are evenly matched and there might be something you want to weigh out uh, as an advantage, we haven't, we haven't seen her be forced to make an adjustment, and she's amongst the best in the league in doing that not only big picture in the series, but also uh, possession by possession in the game as well.
0: Well, it should be noted that the Liberty actually won the uh... – one more games against the Aces than the Aces did against Liberty this year including the commissioner's cup game which was played here in Las Vegas so you know home court advantage while big especially when you've got uh, a full house you know that doesn't guarantee anything because the visiting team boy if the Liberty can pick off one of these two games either Sunday or Wednesday you know they're going back east with a chance to uh, lock it up
2: yeah absolutely and 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 both teams i think are capable of winning on the other team's floor when you're at this level, uh, when, when, when you're in the finals and you have so many all-stars and Hall of Famers it's going to come down to the margins and whatnot. So in terms of in terms of what to expect um, in Las Vegas, it's going to be a great atmosphere. This is the postseason. I, I think there are some wrinkles. Uh, Becky Hammond said as much going into the playoffs that if this series were to happen, uh, she punted on some stuff, punted on some things late in those games, uh, knowing that, hey, you don't need to play every look. You don't need to use any adjustment in the regular season, knowing these teams were were probably going to play again. And and here they are. So expecting, again, a great atmosphere, certainly at at Michelob Arena. You've been there, like you said, various times. Uh, The atmosphere is second to none now around the league, best attendance in the league, playoff games, well-attended. Celebrities often seated courtside now. It's it's really a a, a sporting experience, a 360 360 degree entertainment experience. And I'm sure the crowd is going to be just as eager um, to participate in the finals in New York. So, this is the this is the these are the two best teams. It's been heading to this collision course um, all year long, and, and excited to, now that we're going to finally crown a champion and see who the, the last team standing is.
0: Sam Gordon from the Las Vegas Review Journal. We thank you so much for coming on. Final thing: if the Aces win and the MVP of the series is not Wilson or Gray, who do you think it would be from the Aces if it's not those two players? I know you might think it'll be those two, but.
2: I mean, the other, you know, the other obvious candidates, right, are Jack Young and Kelsey Plum. They comprise, you know, they, they, they are responsible for the, 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 the you know, they comprise the core four, the, the, the four players that have, that have been enduring on this team, that have endured the coaching chains and that have really drive, uh, with their production and, and their role, not even when they're not producing, um, the, the, the championship level play. I, I look at Jack Young in this series her versatility defensively, being able to match and guard bigger forwards and being able to switch out and, and guard smaller guards. I think. Uh, she, she was the best three point shooter, uh, in the league this year in terms of, uh, efficiency. Uh, she's, she's physical. They're going to really count on her, it, uh, to, uh, to, to rebound and to help support on the glass. And then there's, again, she can be so disruptive in so many different ways defensively. So it's a, it's a huge series. Um, for her, it's a huge series for Kelsey Plum. It's a huge series, of course, for Kia Stokes. Being physical on the glass, it's a huge series for everybody. And, of course, no no bigger series than, than, than for the league itself. So, excited to see how it turns out. And, uh, again, a lot of star power on display. Great showcase for the Aces. Great showcase for the league.
0: Sounds great. Sam, thank you much for joining us. And I'll see you at the game on Sunday.
2: Appreciate you. Take care. I'll see you Sunday.
0: Sam Gordon, Las Vegas Review Journal. Should be a fun time here at a sold-out Michelob Ultra Arena. Bobby says... That it's time to go to break. Because guess what? We got Vic Tafer coming up next from The Athletic talking about Raiders. But first, Modelo is an official cerveza of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. Modelo, rooted in the heart of Raider Nation, drink responsibly, imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. More JT The Brick Show coming up. Vic Tafer, and then we've got Q coming up after that. Oh, it's jam packed. Fun times here. Let's go to Coachella! Let's join JT down in Coachella, please!
1: They have, and and they've gotten a lot of de- uh, defensive pass interference penalties as well. So I mean, it's like one way or the other, they're gaining fifty yards. You know, so um, you know we've 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 talked about it. Uh, we know it's going to be part of the game. Um, you know, that's you know they, they they definitely will test the the deep part of the field. Uh, you got to be disciplined. Um, and even if you're down there on them, uh, the ball may be coming anyway. You know, and he's, he's already shown, um, you know, uh, the ability to drop it in there, even if the coverage is tight, uh, give his man an opportunity to touch the football and make a play. So got a lot of guys that can run too. Uh, this is a fast team, and um, they use them the right way and try to get them down the field. And um, we're going to have to be disciplined, and we're going to have to defend the ball when it's thrown, even if we're back there.
0: That was Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels, and we have got a game, but it's not on Sunday, but I'll tell you what, it's Friday, and that means it's time for whether JT's here or not, whether JT's going down to see Iron Maiden, which he is, the lucky guy. We've got Vic Tafer from The Athletic. Vic, thanks for joining me. It's Doug Douglas here filling in for JT because I couldn't, I couldn't quite make it to Coachella.
3: All oh, good, man. How you doing?
0: Not bad, not bad. Let's uh, get right into it with the Raiders. Of course, a Monday game. Boy, I, are you surprised? I know they can start flexing out uh, even Monday games, which a lot of people I think is just ridiculous. But they can start flexing them out. But the Raiders, I mean, that's a lot of prime time games this year.
3: Yeah, as, as of right now, I mean, we'll see how it goes the rest of the way. But uh, there's, there's some star power here. I think everybody uh, able to watch uh, about the Adams against his old team and. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby. So the Raiders have some, some definitely star power.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Monday's game will be highly rated. What do you think is the biggest key to the Raiders not getting a an L at home on Monday night against the Packers?
3: Well, it's kind of a broken record where they have to get uh, Josh Jacobs going. I know teams are kind of stacking the box; it's been hard to run. But we saw last week he can throw him the ball; he's definitely dangerous. So I think he's got to get. You know, 20, 25 touches, and then do some damage to kind of take some of the pressure off of Jimmy uh, Garoppolo and Devontae Adams. But uh, they haven't scored more than 20 points this season, so you can't you can't win if you don't score 20 points.
0: Speaking with Vic Taper of the Athletic, that I think is the biggest stunner to me. The you look at it from the beginning, you're thinking, okay, the defense, all right, you know that they, they made some things, and maybe that'll start to be a little bit better. But the offense, you thought, okay, they're going to put up know 28 35 sometimes it just hasn't clicked how much do you think that might have to do with josh jacobs not being in training camp or is that just an excuse and by now it should be clicking
3: yeah i only blame josh for that i think if you watch some of these games he's getting hit like right away like there's not much time between when he gets the handoff or when uh, he's getting crushed so i think the Lions figure a step back i think team's uh, to this point, I'm not really respecting the game. I'm not really worried about Jimmy G hurting over to the top, so bringing more guys up close to the line of scrimmage. So I think um, more than that, I would blame than um, Josh Jacobs being rusty.
0: Yeah, it's uh, another surprise this year. Hunter Renfro has not been utilized. Boy, a couple of years ago, I mean, he was third down, third down. He was guaranteed. Now all of a sudden, if he gets two targets a game, you're kind of wow. They're they're actually throwing to him. What do you think is the primary reason that Renfro is not utilized much so far this year?
3: Uh, you know, it's tough to say because no one's really giving me an honest answer, but I, I don't think he's I think he's gonna kind of fall out of favor with the new regime. I think they gave him the the new contract last year the extension, thought it'd be like kind of, like, you know, Wes Walker Elman type. He isn't that big, he's not physical a guy like those guys are and I don't think he's in a great fit for their system. I think they kinda of got frustrated and, and you know, you saw this when they drafted a a slot guy in the third round and Trey Tucker, they signed DeAndre Carter. So I think the writing was kind of on the wall for his role. And and, Troy Myers plays a slot also. So I think the writing was kind of on the wall for Hunter having a smaller role this season.
0: I was talking about this earlier in the show. Now, Vic, I am a Raiders fan. I was a Raiders fan that went to games up in Oakland for years and years and years, even down in L.A. And I must admit, I understand, but it hurt me as being at the game to see, you know, At least where I was, the Steelers fans outnumbered the Raiders fans. I mean, it was clearly outnumbered. Monday, like I said, I used to go on a road trip all the time to go to Raiders. You always pick, you know, we pick New Orleans, we pick Nashville. You know, you pick the cities that you also want to go see. So I understand why visiting fans are coming in here. They see, hey, there's a game in Vegas, let's go. But that takes away what was so much... You know, the Raiders had a bigger home field advantage when they played in L.A., for crying out loud. How big of a deal is it, do you think, from a player's perspective, that their home field against some teams is not a home field? And I wouldn't be surprised Monday if it's, once again, not a home field advantage.
3: Yeah, I think it's definitely a big deal. I mean, you had T.J. Watt and again, against the Steelers saying how in you know, the Raiders' offense had to go to a count at home. that had to be discouraging for them. I think it is. I think um yeah, but again, it all comes down to, for me, it all comes down to winning. If they start winning games, then, you know, fans will hold all their tickets. I think you'll have a more competitive, you know, people in the market will be greater fans want to buy tickets as well as opposing teams fans want to buy tickets. So, you know, the first step is always winning. And I think that kind of, uh, take care of everything else. But right now, it's definitely an issue. Definitely, like you said, Monday night, about the two-thirds Packers fans with the cheeseheads. So I think it's going to be, uh, a, a, a problem until I start winning.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, I was going to ask you what percentage you think. Uh, luckily, my math—two uh, thirds—I've got that. That's about what I would, I would, uh, kind of expect too. Defensively, of course, you know Rogers now sitting it out in New York, but Love has shown some signs of being very good, and then also, you know, he's—I I don't even know if you can call him younger anymore. I think he seems like he's been in the year for forty or been in the league for forty-two years behind. Rodgers for a while, what can the Raiders defense do? Of course, you've got Crosby wreaking havoc, but what, besides pressure on him, what kind of coverage in the secondary do you think would be effective against a Love?
3: Yeah, I just, you know, you said it's uh, pressure. I think you need Terry Wilson to take a step off this week, maybe and, because he's he shown in his early going a lot, but he's had some struggles. He definitely can have some really bad periods, but he also can make some plays on field. He has a lot of weapons, and now it's Christian Watson back, and Aaron Jones is back. And that's a guy who really, if I'm a Raiders fan, really worry me, is Aaron Jones. I think it's a really yeah. bad matchup for the Raiders. Their linebackers are not very good. He's great. at catching the ball. He's a kind of straight-ahead speed guy. And I think he can make some big plays against this team.
0: Do you see this game being a higher-scoring game? <laughs> yeah, I do. I think, I mean,
3: I have to imagine there's just too much talent on the Raiders to keep scoring 11, 20 points. So I'd look back 20. May 24 or something like that, 27. But the problem is, uh, we mentioned, that I think the Raiders' defense may not be up to the challenge of slowing down the Packers.
0: Well, I think that's a great point that JT made earlier in the week was one way to spread the ball around more. He was saying, you know, Devontae's getting so many targets and can't blame me. He's such a great player. But one way is to get those sustained drives, take a little bit more time off the clock. Of course, putting it in the end zone would be the icing on the cake. But also giving your defense a little bit more rest. And if they can do that on Monday, you know, not having the defense out there for so long, that could be what could really also help swing it. Even though I said at the beginning of the show, they have to, meaning the Raiders, if they wanna win this game on Monday, they have to win the turnover battle. I don't think they can win the game if they lose the turnover battle.
3: Yeah, well, I wish you gotta get some turnovers? I think your offense, you gotta mix it up. You gotta like Red Maps all been... Devontae Adams and Kobe Myers, and you got to get the tight ends involved. I mean, Michael Mayer's second-round pick. And the Hooper is a legitimate veteran tight ends by around the league and made some catches, so there's no reason he can't get uh, some of those you know, the offensive pie, especially in the red zone. So I think me, going to have to get involved this, this weekend to get the offense going.
0: Like I said, as a Raider fan, the thing I've been most encouraged by is I've always seen effort. I haven't seen any quit in the team. Have you covering the team seen any quit or like I said, it looks like they're out there. They're they're putting in the effort.
3: Yeah, and to me, that's a testament to the they you know, got some great leaders and the, the top guys. you mentioned Crosby, and Jacobs, and Adams. Those are guys definitely uh, extremely hard workers, extremely uh, you know not only talented but just kind of guys who are driven and kind of they push everybody really by, by example. And also locally, they will definitely we will call guys out too. So like those three guys are. They're so good on the field and off the field for this team.
0: What has been the biggest surprise so far from the Raiders this season for you?
3: Uh, I guess it would be the running game. I thought their whole line, I mean, they may have overachieved last year, but I thought they were still solid. I thought they'd be able to, to kind of at least uh, get Jacobs going a little bit. So I think the fact that teams have come in and just said, no, it's not going to happen, and it hasn't happened, even with Jumbo packages, extra, extra tackles. and uh, So to me, uh, I'm surprised the running game is still – this bad in week
0: five. Now, what do you do, Vic, on a Sunday with no Raider football?
3: good question. I think I'm gonna go uh, probably to a sports bar. I might go to a sports bar <laughs> and uh, watch all the games and uh, just have some fun.
0: It's it's that is one of the Bobby and I normally also have to work on Sunday and it's kind of like ah, you know what this Monday night football that that's kind of a uh, an extra little benefit right there. It's kind of like your Sunday's more. Uh, I'll be at the Aces game. Bobby will be. Probably watching a bunch of uh, games at home. So, Vic, enjoy your Sunday off. Thank you so much for coming on. Vic Tafer from The Athletic. And we'll, uh, I'm sure, talk to you again next week. JT will be back uh, from Coachella. You know, Power Trip can only last three days. I like it, Have Take care. Thank you much. Vic Tafer from The Athletic. And now uh, I saw this when I was at the game. And now I think I may be keen on this. There's a new way to get to the game, M Write It. M-Ride is the luxury concierge shuttle service. It's the same bus the players use, so you can ride like a pro. I saw these, and I was was telling my wife, I go, because we drove to the game. I was like, holy mackerel, these buses look pretty awesome. M-Ride will take you round trip from Circa or the Palms to Allegiant Stadium or T-Mobile Arena. No more hassle parking, sitting in traffic, or waiting in long taxi or rideshare lines. M-Ride it, and you'll get in and out quickly. Reserve your ride at mridelv.com. Use promo code BRICK. That's MRIDELV.com, promo code BRICK. I think think I'm all over that. I really do. All right, I'll tell you what. It's Friday. That means Q Myers will be at a Buffalo Wild Wings somewhere in the valley. We're going to find out exactly which one because I never know. There's a Buffalo Wild Wings right by my house. Maybe he'll be at that one. Maybe I'll stop by. Maybe I won't. But we'll find out from Q Myers himself coming down just to talk to us little people here on the JT The Brick Show on a Friday.
1: Herbert is under center. He's got a running back literally right behind him. Snap, pushes forward. Raiders pushing backwards. And I don't think he got it. The push doesn't work, Besides and the Raiders hold on fourth down.
0: Oh, yeah, that's what we need to see on Monday night, even though let's hope it doesn't get to fourth down. But I'll tell you what, Fridays are always magical around here because you never know where Q's going to be. Oh, you'll know <laughs> Q is going to be at a Buffalo Wild Wings. That's a given. But here's the exciting part. You don't know which one. So I thought, I can't just text and ask him. He's got his backpack on. He's ready to roll to go out to his show. But the first question we have for you, Q, is... Which Buffalo Wild Wings are you at today?
1: <laughs> I'm going to the north. I'm going to 190 West Craig Road. So there you go. 190 West Craig Road is where I'll be. I'm Actually, it's funny. I'm in the Finley-Cadillac Performance Studio right now, which I'm rarely in these days. <laughs> yeah. This is- more, more, more times than not, I'm in Studio Q, which is the home studio, as you very well know. And, uh, yeah, I'm uh, here now. So it's kind of cool being back in the Finley-Cadillac Performance Studio with you.
0: Well that'll be with me yeah cuz you never get to see me. But what people don't know is or uh, maybe we've said it a million times. Doug Douglas here, filling in for JT the brick. Q and I live uh live across the street from each other and I've lived there a long time and Q had lived there for about a month and a half before we even knew
1: before we ever even knew. <laughs> That's that was a good the neighbor. funniest thing ever. Yeah, exactly. That means that either I'm quiet, you're quiet or we're both quiet and we don't uh, we don't go outside the house too much and cause any problems.
0: Now I know I, I know two neighbors and then when you moved in and finally oh now I know a third.
1: There you go. There, there you we go. go. The neighborhood is that much better for it.
0: Let's get to the important matters at hand yes, here. Sir. And that is one in 3 Monday night football. I was talking with I brought it up just for a minute. I was talking with Greg Salerno who of course does the arena Wednesdays mm-hmm. at 2 over on ESPN Radio. He was he and Melissa who also works in the office, right. are Eagles fans. And right. you would think the Eagles are 0-4. Right, right. 0-4. I know, I know. They're and so spoiled. <laughs> so I start I start debating them, and, right. and they go, yeah, but those weren't good wins. I, weren't good wins.
1: 4-0 is great.
0: Four weren't and good wins. 0 is great, right. You look back at the Raiders week one, they won. Yep. Was it a good win? It was a good win because it was on the road. Right. It was against an AFC West opponent. Yep. Against a team I hate more than any other team in the world. Okay. But was it a good win? I mean if you look at it it doesn't matter it's 1 and 0 oh. man was the buffalo a bad loss I thought they were going to get rolled they got rolled you know I thought right. I, I thought coming in here if you're 2 and 2 you're really in good shape you know for what you're going they're 1 and 3 right so now all of a sudden the pressure on them Monday night and as we were just talking with Vic Taper you and I both went to many games in Oakland yeah yeah and what made me so sad I was at the game against Pittsburgh and to see the I understand why 'Cause when I used to travel and I still do to right. go to Raider games, I go to New Orleans, I go to Tennessee. You wanna come to Vegas. But of you course. look at Monday night, Packers, that's a national team. Yeah. A lot of people from Wisconsin live here, right here in Clark County. Right. Will the Raiders have a home field advantage on Monday night? No, no,
1: it's it's not gonna be, I don't think, Pittsburgh Steeler like, but it's gonna be close, right? I believe right now if you look at uh vivid seats, I wanna say it's like sixty 64- four or 54, 46, maybe I think that's the that's the breakup as far as the ticket sales. 54, 46 sounds about right. So yeah, um, it, it's it's going to be very. Green Bay heavy, and, you know, of course, they're excited about it. I've got buddies that are Packer fans that are like, hey, man, I'll be in, in this weekend. I'll hit you up. Like, you know how that is, right? That's always the first go-to line. So, yeah, I think that there's going right. to be a lot of Packer fans in, in town. Um, you know, and, and one of the things I keep saying about that is one way – I mean, it's always going to be a place where other fans are going to want to go because, like you said, Can't it's Blaine. a destination. It's right, it's a destination location. Winning. Winning winning changes a lot of things. If you actually win games and, and establish yourself as a team that wins at home – then your your fans that have tickets are going to want to go as opposed to sell them. They've only won 11 games at home. That's it. In the history of Allegiant Stadium, they've only won 11. It's not going to cut it. They're like 11 and 15 or something like that. It's not going not to cut it. It's just not.
0: Now, speaking with Q Myers, of course, you can hear him. Unnecessary roughness in just about an hour and change from Buffalo Wild Wings. Way up in North, Craig. We say way up in North, but the great thing about, and this is what I like about you, you move around on Fridays so the different people, because yeah. let's be honest, you and I live down in Henderson. Yep. I'm not going to drive up to Craig Road today. Right. But there are people so, up there, there that will can do be it. Someone there, yeah, yeah. So it gives people opportunities. It's like a world
1: tour. I feel like I'm a rock star. I'm on tour.
0: <laughs> you need to. You know what? You need to do. You need to get one of those T-shirts. Right. The Q Buffalo Wild yeah, Wings yeah, Tour. Yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. There you go. And, the and Just have
1: all the locations. That'd be awesome. Let's talk to somebody who can uh, make that happen. Let's And do then that.
0: and then a fan would be like, Yeah, I was at that one, man. <laughs> I heard that show was even better, but I was at that one on Craig Road, and you know what? That, that one, one was pretty good. Eastern rocks. Oh, that Eastern rocks. You know what? We like that one on Rocks? yes
1: yes <laughs> all right let's go
0: back to it it's funny because speaking with Vic Tafer of the athletic just a minute ago I go you know we'll get a little bit more in the Raiders game but it's a Sunday now and Sunday football normally you know you're always working yep Amazingly enough I'm always working I'm I'm that crazy traffic voice there you go on the pre and post game show but what are your plans for this Sunday
1: I'm just going to soak in as much football as possible. I really am. I mean, it's just one of those things. We get an opportunity to actually see other games that aren't Raider games because, again, normally we're working. So, you know, being able to watch the whole slate of the schedule, obviously it started last night, Thursday night football, uh the bears getting a big victory so i just i get to yeah and they just rolled and, and rest in peace to dick Buckus, and i feel like they had a little bit extra juice they had a little 51 in them last night right yeah. it just they felt like that so uh yeah man i think that uh i think that i'll just watch a lot of football on sunday and get prepared for monday and and you know i'll be excited to be at the oyo from noon to 3 i'll be kind of holding down this show and then starting off a q's kickoff from from the oyo then making my way over to Allegiant stadium so it's going to be a lot of moving and shaking but i'm excited for it
0: Will you be up at 6.30? I don't care how often they have those 6.30 a.m. games. I'm still stunned, and I'm like, oh, wait, there's football on. Yes, Jacksonville, for the second week in a row, will be playing in London.
1: I will definitely be up for that one. I was up last week for it, and I tried to watch it in Andy's room. I wanted to get the little Toy Story effect to see what it looked like.
0: I watched some of that, too.
1: I, I was five plays, and I was like, I'm done. It I'm was. Done. I couldn't do any more than five plays.
0: I thought the uh, Nickelodeon one was way better when they did. When they was, do
1: slime and all that, yeah, yeah, that the, was, yeah This one, I, I just couldn't do. I mean, it literally was like a children's book. I, I just couldn't do. Which it. is fine. We weren't target audience. That's the, that's the audience they're going for. Yeah. They're not going for me. They already have me. <laughs> they have me. They have you. They have Bobby. They they're looking for the kids. Right. They're looking for the childrens.
0: It, it's a it's a ga- <laughs> gateway watch. We'll yes, just call it a gateway exactly. watch. Exactly. All right, Monday night. Most important thing that in your opinion, the Raiders have to do to get the W? Just one specific area. I've got mine.
1: Yeah, they've got to run the ball they've just got to run the ball and that's only because the packers run defense is so bad and it's just horrible to the point where if it's really bad on monday and the raiders really exploit them there may be a change at the defensive coordinator position in green bay that's how bad their run defense is so i think that they just have to be able to run the rock they've got to
0: mine was winning the turnover battle
1: yeah that's yeah they haven't done that yet right because and, and when they do they 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 win the game but no they didn't no they haven't done that yet this season actually they've turned no. it over every game yeah, that's the problem.
0: But but that's the yeah. thing. And that's what, when I when I look at that and I want to have a glimmer of hope, mm-hmm. they haven't quit right? and they've come back. I mean, you know, the Buffalo game, we'll just throw that one out. Right. But, you know, I was kind of proud. Being a Raider fan, I was kind of proud of last week. It was a rookie yep. quarterback. There were some mistakes. But you know what? They didn't give up. Right? And they came back and they had a chance until uh, the rookie The first quarter. and the fourth quarters yeah. have been
1: okay. The second and third quarter has been problematic. It's like they take a TV timeout and they don't come
0: back. Maybe that's, that's the problem. They're watching the Toy Story thing. <laughs> they want to see the Toy they're Story. They're in Andy's Reconnect. room. <laughs> yeah, they're in Andy's room, and that slinky dog, which it kind of freaks me out, that slinky dog. Yeah, 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 me I'm, out good.
1: A I'm good with that.
0: <laughs> All right, Q, we're going to let you go. You've got your backpack on. You yep. are ready to jet out of here drive, one more I will time. drive safely,
1: too. Yes. That's what I do. I'm a safe driver, no texting. Any kind of texting I do is voice text, so there you go.
0: I appreciate that, because you and I have driven back, and you drive a much larger car than me. I'll just say that. <laughs> and... I thought, oh, this guy's going to run up right on me. You are a good driver. Please be a good driver. That construction out there is ridiculous. We don't need more garbage. Yes, yes. People cutting people off and all that kind of stuff. Drives me crazy with that. All right, Q. Appreciate you, guys. Drive safely. We'll be listening at 2 o'clock. Unnecessary Roughness live on his Buffalo Wild Wings tour. Until then. Now Bobby and I are going to talk for a minute and a half on construction here in Las Vegas and Clark County because it drives me crazy. Bobby, you actually, one of the key decisions of you moving was because of all the construction, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. No question. I feel for everybody who has to work on the strip. Oh, yeah. And And deal with that on a daily basis and then be nice to tourists and locals who go down there. It is.
1: You're better than me. I couldn't do it. I couldn't couldn't get past the traffic. Dude, you guys don't know me. I literally moved from the east side of town to the west side of town to avoid having to cross the Strip because it was such a bleeping horror show. It was terrible.
0: You have to give people an out. And right now the 215, the Tropicana, the 15, the 95, everything. Desert Inn. Yeah. Desert Inn, which is supposed to be everything. You can't take everything away all at once. And I'll say they say the mob doesn't run this town anymore. You know who runs this town now? Construction, road construction companies. That's what we should have invested all our money in, and opened up one of those. The guy, that, the 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 company made, that makes the orange cones. Stick all yes. your money in them. Well, that's yeah, I, forget Amazon, forget
1: Google. Stick all your money in those guys. Trust it's a, me.
0: It's an old joke. What is the state uh, animal of Nevada? The crane. <laughs> that's right. The crane and the orange cone. All right. Coming up in the next hour, we will have JT the Brick as he'll be talking to Coach Josh McDaniels. They'll be playing some of the Raider Roundtable with Lincoln Kennedy, and if you missed it earlier in the week, a great interview that he had with Charles Woodson. Of course, Charles Woodson, Raider to me, but he's also, you know, he did play with the Packers, and that's who they're playing on Monday night. So if you missed that, you're going to want to stick around for that. You're also going to want to know that Remy Martin, did you know that's the official cognac of the JT The Brick Show? Something tells me JT might be having a Remy Martin down in Coachella as he's at Power Trip, so jealous about that. But when you're celebrating any of your team's victories, celebrate with Remy Martin Cognac. X-O-V-S-O-P and 1738. Remy Martin, team up for excellence. Thank Thank you so much, Bobby. Thank you, everybody. Raider Nation, let's go get that W on Monday. Silver and black, go get them. Doug Douglas, out!